Back with us, John Morris Show on this Wednesday morning. Mavs TV call by Mark Followell, who joins us from Dallas on the, uh, Mark, should I say, on the Flex Lease uh, hotline. Uh, welcome to you. <laughs> Glad you are with us this morning. And how are you doing? I'm great, John. It's a pleasure to speak with you as always. I appreciate it, man. How are you doing? Uh, what have you done to stay busy? And I uh, hope everybody in your family and those close to you are, are safe and healthy. Yeah, he is. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're staying busy by um, the yard looks better than it's ever looked <laughs> in right. quite some time. Uh, so that's a really good thing. And then uh, I've had a, a few work things that have come up along the way and then uh, a few uh, personal uh, educational endeavors uh, cool. that I've been involved in as well, just uh, taking advantage of the time for some past school things to catch up on and that sort of thing. No, so, cool. so try to try to be as productive as possible. But uh, like everybody, you know, there's only there's there's only so much old sports you can watch. There's some great memories that I've had a chance to to you know remember and rekindle and that sort of thing. Watching the old stuff, but uh, you know, like everybody, you're kind of ready for a return to some degree of normalcy. Man, isn't that the truth? Uh, it's yeah. been it's been crazy, hasn't it? Since the middle of mm-hmm. March, uh, when this just came, you know. Like like a, like a load of bricks from the sky, and all of a sudden things were stopped. Uh, it, it's been really strange. I don't know about you, but I, I don't know anything like this, you know, anything to compare this to. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely unprecedented in our lifetimes. There's no doubt about that. And, I mean, the, the gravity of that hit me walking out of American Airlines Center the night of our last game on March the 11th when the Mavs played Denver. And I remember uh, the you know, the radio broadcast and our good buddy Chuck Cooperstein. Uh, you can hear that within the concourse of American Airlines Center, and it's played audibly where you can hear it whenever you walk out the door. And uh, I recall Chuck that night saying that the NBA has been in existence since 1946, and stopping down to this degree in the middle of the season had never happened before. So it's been and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, uh, an unforgettable, unprecedented time in our lives. And uh, when, it, when it started, I mean, Adam Silver said, at a minimum, this would be a 30-day hiatus. Hmm. I knew it wouldn't be only 30 days. I think intellectually, intellectually, that is, we all understood that it would be longer than 30 days. Uh, I probably was, was among those who did not count on it being late July before they got back up and rolling, if, in fact, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, help me remember that game you were doing on March 11th. Uh, did did that end? You didn't complete the game, right? No, we did. Did we did. Oh, you did complete game. it. Okay, I got you. Um, the the word came down uh, during the first half of our game, which was a seven o'clock start that night between the Mavs and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, during the first half of the game, I had looked at Twitter enough during breaks, and the reason I was looking is because we went to the game that night, John, all under the belief that an announcement would probably happen the next day that games would continue on in arenas without fans in place. And our next game was going to be played at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, March 14th. So uh, all throughout that night, I was, like everybody, just looking online at every moment possible. Okay, when is there going to be an announcement? What is being reported? What's being speculated? And what can we officially expect to hear tomorrow? Uh, At the same time, you're hearing this this story of the Oklahoma City-Utah game in OKC, and you're hearing that it stopped 
stopped uh, very abruptly seconds before tip-off with uh, a trainer running out on the floor to talk to one of the referees and the referees and uh, stopping it before the game started. So you instantly knew it's like, this doesn't sound good. I mean, this sounds like uh, a case of, uh, you know, a medical situation, a coronavirus kind of situation that's just been discovered. And then we found that out, and it was very early in the third quarter when uh, we went on the air to report what the NBA had already distributed to all of its teams by email that the season was being suspended uh, following the conclusion of that that night's games. I believe that our game ended up being the last game that uh, was completed. Uh, Obviously, that Utah-Oklahoma City game that was starting at the same time ours was never played, never occurred. And there was a game that was going to occur out on the West Coast between Sacramento and someone. I don't recall whom. I think it maybe was New Orleans, but I'm not sure. But that game was going to happen, and then they decided that it should not because one of the referees had just refereed a game involving Utah the day before, two days before. And that, of course, is Rudy Gobert. So they felt like out of an abundance of caution because of an exposure that 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 referee shouldn't be on the floor for the game that night. And there was just at that point no point in even playing it. So our game was completed and technically was the last game that has been played in the NBA if you look at it from the uh, conclusion of the game perspective. Wow. So gearing back up, everybody knows uh, headed to Orlando to uh, hopefully stay in a safe environment, a safe Mm -hmm. bubble there. What's your uh, plan? What's your status as they gear back up to uh, resume games? Uh, we'll do all of the games on uh, our, our regional affiliate where you guys will be able to watch down uh, in Waco, Fox Sports Southwest, uh, all of the eight seeding games and all of the first round of the playoffs. And those games will be done from uh, the studios that Fox Sports Southwest has in the Irving Las Colinas area of the, of the DFW metro area. Do you have any concerns about the bubble system that's put in place right now? I mean, I don't think uh, you can avoid having concerns whenever you see the high case numbers uh, that exist in Florida right now. And, you know, I think we all uh, intellectually understand that, um, you know, case numbers alone are not a complete picture of everything when you're looking at it from a public health standpoint. Obviously, you have to look at hospitalizations and ICU admittance and positive test rates and et cetera, but all of those things are obviously trending in a bad direction as well. But the case numbers, to me, represent something to be concerned about for the bubble just because there are going to be people that work for Disney that are part of the uh, running of the operation, the maintaining of the hotels, et cetera, and so they're going to be coming and going. You can't quarantine people uh, like that for two and three months at a time, obviously, because you're talking about. Uh, I read this from the uh, from the head of the union that 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 the, the head of the union of Disney employees, and and they pointed out, look, we can't quarantine our workers that are going to be in this bubble for two or three months because we're talking about people in positions that are paying you know fifteen dollars an hour that are single parents who have multiple children and. And, you know, there's just no way that we can do that. So there are going to be people that come and go. And there are protocols in place uh, where there are not supposed to be any interaction between those people and the players. They would theoretically be in the same place at the same time uh, if the, all the protocols are followed. But there's still just uh, the possibility of you never know when it's out there more. 
uh, it being coronavirus, uh, when it's out there more, then obviously there's more of a chance of it penetrating into the bubble and getting somebody sick and, and causing a chain reaction of events. So, so sure. I mean, every day uh, from now until this thing is hopefully completed, there's going to be an element of nervousness for me whenever it's like when, when you see the list Woj thing on Twitter, it's like, oh, is this bad news? So it's, yeah, it's no, no doubt. You, I, I, I have said to many people, I, I've coined the term pragmatically optimistic. And I'm optimistic by nature, but uh, you also have to be responsibly realistic about the hurdles that exist here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it will turn out, but it's going to be uh, a nervous few weeks and months for everybody involved with the NBA. Uh, speaking of that optimism, how optimistic are you that we'll actually see a championship game? Well, I mean, I'm I'm optimistic. Uh, you know, I'm hopeful. Uh, so, so I think I think they're going to do everything that they can clearly to to get this thing to its conclusion. Uh, I think probably that's part of the reason why. Um, you know, you haven't seen Adam Silver, and I understand why he's doing this. He's not going to box himself into what a what too high of a number is uh, in terms of positive test. I think it's it's abundantly clear they are expecting some. What they hope is that there'll be there's a system in place to catch things early to to. Uh, be able to confine the person and isolate the person and be able to prevent any sort of significant spread. Uh, obviously, they're, they're probably anticipating that there's going to be a delicate time when the bubble first starts, and actually it is starting. The Mavericks are going to leave today for Orlando. Other teams started leaving and arriving in Orlando last night. They're staggering arrival time, so there won't be any teams getting there at the same time, so they can all get there, immediately go to their rooms, do this 48 to 72 quarantine that's going to happen when they get there before they start practicing but this is a delicate time right now uh and hopefully they can manage through that with a minimal number of cases and then once everybody is securely in there then they'll be in a really good position to manage it and and get us all the way to uh, the completion of the finals in early october mark Falwell, our guest tv voice of the dallas mavericks uh let me make sure i'm clear on this you're not you're not going you're going to do Correct. the games remotely from the fox southwest studios right yes yes you, uh, you you are clear on that and okay. i that's uh something that i fully support that for for a number of reasons uh you know just looking at it from my my own health perspective and not being in uh, a riskier situation sure. although some might argue that might be a safer situation than just being uh you know at your own home and yeah. going to the grocery store and and doing things like that given the prevalence of what's going on around here as well but the other thing too is uh you know i certainly understand that uh the more people that are in the bubble uh that's more people that the nba have to look after that's more expense that's just more potential for something to go wrong so uh as much as we all in broadcasting would like to think it uh in this particular case we're not essential to what needs to be there we have the the technological capability to do the game from a studio situation uh like you're seeing in a lot of other sports that are slowly coming back in America or that are happening overseas. I'm sure a lot of people have watched a lot more European soccer in the last six weeks than they ever have before. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a similar situation to what you've seen along those lines. Well, you've done a lot of soccer. Have yeah. you done uh, some Remy, some remotes uh, soccer-wise mm -hmm. in the past? Yeah. Yep. A bunch of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, for the Olympics in 2016, the World Cup in 2018. And, and honestly, guys, we do that with uh, – 
our FC Dallas broadcast. You okay. know, I do those games mm-hmm. up here locally, the Major League Soccer team, and and uh, obviously we do the home games at the press box at home. But we do them uh, when they go on the road. We do those from a uh, off monitor situation uh, in the same press box where we call the games at the stadium. So certainly it's not unfamiliar territory for me. Uh, you know, as we all know, there are challenges to that situation. But uh, you know, I think you would be the the first to say, John, uh, when we're play by play guys, it's you know we make the best of whatever the situation is and and uh, nobody's interested in excuses so we'll do our best with it and try to be creative and innovative and try some different things and uh, some of those different things may work well some of those different things may fall flat on their face but we'll try them and and see what uh, what the best way to go about it is yeah and those uh, remote broadcasts could extend to football in the fall uh, yeah. for us you know there's no nothing certain we hope to be playing uh, with some kind of crowd there and we hope to be there but we yeah. could be doing college football games remotely this this year as well you know the, uh, the there are things when you look at baseball and football from the perspective of where and an announcer typically is that uh, you know lend itself to hopefully having uh, those individuals to having you guys in the stadium John uh, I hope that turns out that way obviously it's uh, you know it's 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 easier for you on site and it would be nice to be able to have at least some percentage of fans in the stadium um, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn on this because I heard it was was uh, mentioned by one of the people involved in the broadcast. I think in the case of Major League Baseball, at least as the Rangers go, uh, when they do their home games, they're going to be in the press box at uh, the new Globe Life Field here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Arlington. So so they'll at least be on site for their home games. Um, you know, there's not going to be any fans in it, of course, whenever Major League Baseball comes back on July the 24th, but at least because of the distance of the press box relative to where the players are, and, and that being you know a clear line of separation that needs to occur in terms of you've got to keep you know priority number one if the sports are going to be back is the players have to be healthy and the less interaction that they have with anybody other than their own teammates and coaching staff then that's so that's the level of uh, protocol you have to strive for. But at least my understanding is, I don't know how it's going to be all around Major League Baseball, but my understanding is that at least when it comes to the Rangers, uh, their their broadcast team will at least be able to be in the press box for, for home games at Globe Life. But as basketball goes, as you, as you guys know, the proximity of broadcasters usually is a lot closer to the floor. Sure. Uh, and I'm not sure that the setup that they have in Orlando is necessarily made where you could move guys way off the floor and then be in any sort of uh, any sort of structure or facility that that exists and and those arenas that are at the wide world of sports complex down there those just uh, you know initially weren't designed for something like this and so they're they're doing their best they can to get them ready from a technical standpoint and an NBA basketball standpoint to put the game on but uh, from doing a broadcast on site there that's just not really a tenable situation for the NBA. When you look at the playoff structure, how it's going to be set up this year, and uh, coming back, and all the teams are going to be rusty. Does that does that help a team like Dallas, who has you know two young stars and a great group of role players, have a legitimate chance at winning the championship? Um, I probably wouldn't go that far. You know, I think the way it's helped Dallas is that Luca was really banged up before the break happened. Uh, he had missed some games sporadically, not not a long stretch of games, but games here and there, back-to-backs and things like that, because he was dealing with an ankle injury. He was dealing with a thumb injury and just, uh, you know, two-thirds, actually at that point, 
really three-fourths of a season worth of heavy workload and high minutes and a lot of responsibility when he was on the floor and just general fatigue. So I do think the break helped him from that perspective, from just recuperating from nagging injuries. Uh, but I don't know that there's any sort of unique advantage for the Mavs that they're young. Uh, I'm glad they're going to get their first playoff experience. It's a shame it's not going to be under normal circumstances where you're going into hostile arenas. And I suppose you could say that that sort of levels the playing field in kind of an NCAA tournament mindset where you're almost at a neutral site and anything can happen and you don't have the home road crowd dynamic playing a role here. But I don't think uh, I go into it having illusions that all of a sudden that's going to vault the Mavs. And, and the situation for many of these guys, their first time into the playoffs and given the talent that exists on other teams, it's hard for me. Uh, to to envision that 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 puts them in championship conversation. You know, I think it puts them in a position where they're a tough out, and I think they're uh, you know a team to be reckoned with in terms of really matching up well with teams in the first round of the playoffs. But beyond that, uh, you know, we'll just have to kind of take it one step at a time before we talk start talking about bigger possibilities than that. Mark, it's great to hear your voice. Great to visit with you. Uh, stay safe, and uh, yeah. we look forward to seeing you back on the air here in the next few weeks. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and it's a pleasure to catch up with you guys. And uh, same best wishes uh, to you guys on the show and to, to all of the listeners down in Waco. Everybody hang in there. Appreciate it, man. Thanks very Got much. It. All right, Mark Followell, the great voice of the uh, Dallas Mavericks on television.